0: Barbecue Central Show, let's go. The number one barbecue show on the low. Your host, Greg Grampy, the grilling master, spreading the info, getting to you faster, asking tough questions and having a blast. The barbecue central show is here at last. The best moments of the barbecue central show, in ten minutes or less. Come on, let's go.
1: greetings everyone welcome to the best moments of the barbecue central show in 10 minutes or less i'm your host john solberg today's episode from july 14th 2015 loyal centralite diane me of lake house barbecue was in giving us insight on the pacific northwest barbecue association we're gonna hear from diane in just a minute but first let's hear from frank denton Frank is the pitmaster of Hugs Hogs Barbecue. Frank was a master judge before he entered the world of competition barbecue as a cook.
2: Frank Denton joining me here on the show, pitmaster of Hug Hogs Barbecue. Frank, you'd mentioned that you were a judge three plus years before you decided to get into the cooking aspect of it. Uh, I guess rarely do I have a pit master on my show who has been a judge first, let alone for that extended period of time before they decided to to get around the other side of the fence and be a cook. So how do you feel being, uh, A, a judge, certified barbecue judge, but, B, being a master judge has helped you in honing the flavor profiles and the taste, the texture, the tenderness, all that stuff? How has it made you a better cook?
3: well just associating yourselves with the the judges themselves um you know you're you're sitting there at a the table with five other judges uh once the entry's been scored all the scorecards are turned in uh, you know judges will chit chat a little bit and i really think that that's you know helped my wife and i you know be good cooks or better cooks
2: do you think that um, you had a, a leg up on some competition people having been a judge first before doing the cooking?
3: Um, I won't say that it hurt us any, uh, I, I definitely think it helped us, uh, presentations. You know, you see as a judge, you see a lot of presentations during one contest, you know, let alone, you know, 25 or 30. Um, you, you see what judges, you know, like appearance wise, um, you know, not necessarily like everybody talks about the greens. It's not really as much, you know, the garnish, uh, as it is, you know, the meat itself and, and how the cook presents it.
2: We all know that if you're going to go win a KCBS contest, you're not, not going to garnish a box. So why not just make it mandatory?
3: I I, I agree. Um, KCBS You know, there's several different ways that some of us have talked, you know, competitions, be it, you know, the green mats that, you know, they put in the bottom of, uh, you know, meat wrappings. Uh, They could put that in there, but no, I I don't think I would ever turn in a a naked box. Uh, The greens do help contrast the meat uh, and best give a bed for the meat to sit on and keep it from sliding around in the box. When you're taking it, to turn-in tent.
2: When you were judging if somebody would have turned in a box with no garnish, would you have been like "whoa," or would you have not even considered the fact that it's not garnished?
3: No, we we have seen uh, boxes that are naked, no garnish, um, and you know they. It's all about the meat, you know, and, and I do try to to focus strictly on the meat, but. As a cook, I do know that, you know, it's appealing to the eye, you know, having a green frame. It's kind of like having having a Rembrandt with a two before frame around it. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> so, um, you know, you do put a pretty frame around a, a nice picture, and the, it really accentuates the picture itself. But as a judge, you know, I don't pick apart the garnish.
2: Frank Denton joining me here on the show, uh, Frank. When it comes to the meats, uh, it seems over the last handful of years it's becoming more and more specialized. Are you a team that you know is searching out the specialty pork ribs and the specialty pork shoulders and the specialty briskets and chickens, or are you pretty much still a, a big box store buyer, more or less?
3: Um, the the briskets we do go with the the wagyu briskets, um, but yeah, as far as uh, chicken, ribs, and pork. Uh, I buy those all from uh local you know markets and uh big box stores.
2: Frank, do you think that judges have become unknowingly conditioned to expect a Wagyu turn in at this point? I mean, it, I don't, I have no idea what the percentage of Wagyu briskets being turned in at any competition are, but. From the people that I talk to, more and more folks are going to something like that, which means that that's what the judges are tasting more and more of. And if those are the ones that are winning, uh, there almost has to be some kind of an assimilation there, don't you think?
3: So, somewhat, um, I do. I personally, I, I personally like the wagyu briskets. Uh, they're they're more consistent to cook uh, over the the choice. You know the choice briskets uh from from big box stores uh you know they 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 meet my marks on the timeline a lot closer than you know the others um, I'm not sure judges expect the Wagyu briskets or you know the high dollar the high dollar meats um, i i do they I do know side by side that the Wagyu's do have a a richer flavor
2: do you have to cook it uh, much more differently than you would a uh, one that you get at a Sam's Club or a butcher?
3: Um, I don't really cook it any different. It just um, it hits its marks a lot more regularly. And uh, putting, I, I've cooked choice side by side with wagyu's. Um, put them both on the cutting board for the life to. Uh, she's the one that samples the meat that goes in the box. She's the one that makes the call, you know, what pieces go in and, uh, she's, she's always picked the Wagyu over the choice every time.
2: Are you an injector of, uh, the, the pork butts and the briskets? Yes. Do you use the, the, the commercial stuff or you have something that's kind of team made?
3: No, I use the commercial. Uh, everything I use is commercial. Um, Rubs, sauces, uh, some of them are blended a little bit, uh, but yeah, the the injections are you know pretty much straight straightforward.
2: Are they butcher barbecue injections?
3: They sure are. Oh <laughs> yeah! Shout out, Dave! Another
2: happy customer. Do you find that the flavor profiles are starting to become a little bit more differentiated from team to team, or do you still think that? There's kind of a, a vanilla flavor profile the teams are trying to hit and give themselves the best chance to win.
3: Um, I think there's just a good, you know, a good barbecue profile that a lot of the teams have been taught uh, from from some leading competitors that put on classes, and uh, those those profiles seem to work real well for a lot of people.
2: As a guy that started out as a judge, is that something that you like? Do you like to to taste, you know, fifty or sixty different entries that are relatively the same, or would you like to see a a, a palate roller coaster, if you will?
3: Uh, sometimes the roller coaster becomes a problem because your taste buds <laughs> just become overloaded, and and uh, you know, a good barbecue, uh, good sauce, um, you know, it, it's it's hard to get tired of it. Um, but you know, there are some great flavor profiles out there and, and it's, it's all about the the good cue.
2: Do you cook the same barbecue in your backyard that you turn into those judges?
3: No, <laughs> no, no, I, I, I cook, I cook very bland barbecue at home compared to what, uh, to what we feed, uh, to, to the judges on Saturday. Uh, what we give them really has to pop. And, uh, what we cook at home is just cool barbecue. Uh, you know, we like just the basic salt, pepper, garlic, and, and onion. Uh, that's hard to beat at home.
0: The best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less. Come on, let's go.
2: Pitmaster of Lakehouse Barbecue, Diane meet of the Show. Diane, how are you? Great. How are you, Greg? I'm absolutely fabulous, Diane. Appreciate you making time for the show tonight. And as I had mentioned in uh, the open air just a couple seconds ago, uh, Lakehouse having quite the, uh, the quite the couple weeks, right?
4: Yes, that's true. Well, our major major competitors have been out of action for a month, so a lot Whoa. of us uh, Wait lower a down the list We never, no, no, no,
2: call. we <laughs> never talk about anybody that might be better. Forget about that. They are causing their own demise, and Lakehouse is ready to step up and kick those people in the teeth and take yep. what is rightfully theirs. That's what we're talking about, right? That's true. Yeah. All right, so uh, recap the last couple weeks. I know uh, last week, was uh, Puyallup, Poo Alep Alep. I was just going to say, it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then you also had a grand championship the week before that. So we'll go back two weeks and tell us about uh, the first grand championship.
4: Well, the first one was in Dallas, Oregon, and went round and round with my family from Dallas, who thought I was driving to Dallas. <laughs> and then I thought I was going to the Dalles, Oregon. I finally got it down to Dallas, Oregon. <laughs>
2: wow. And
4: uh, it was a very hot contest. It was probably about 112 degrees
2: <laughs> It gets down there. It gets that hot out there? Yeah. Really? This
4: is down in, uh, let's look, it's just, uh, Dallas is probably like 20 minutes from Salem, Oregon, so... Not quite out on the coast to get that marine influence so when it was very hot. And even in Seattle, it's been like in the 90s for the last two weeks, and we've all been dying. So,
2: Well, let me ask you something. When you are cooking in, in that kind of a situation, I mean, you know, 85 degrees, 90 degrees, certainly hot. Uh, but, I mean, we're talking about another 20, 22 degrees on top of that. So do you mm, – Sometimes I ask the guys that get out and the gals that get out to, like, Colorado or, or at altitude when it gets cold, mm-hmm. how, does, how does the temperature affect your cook? So in this instance, it's like almost the reverse. You're not cooking at, like, 30 below. You're cooking at, like, hell's front door. And what I noticed, like, when I had an offset barbecue pit, uh, I had a, an old close pit, when it got really freaking hot here in Cleveland, if I took the cover off of it, that thing was standing already, like at a hundred degrees, without any fire in it. So, when you have a cooker and you have this kind of a heat, are you battling any type of uh, what I would call uh, ghost heat that you need to to account for?
4: Uh, not a whole lot, really, actually. Although, yeah, the WSM is probably register at least like 120 just standing there. So, no, not really. You, you, if there also was no wind, so. For me, the wind is always a major player in a cook. So, since we had uh, still winds and there's just there's not a breath of wind, so from that aspect, it makes managing the attempts a lot easier.
2: I would imagine the the, the huge benefit from that is your fuel consumption is probably like uh, like a, a clean diesel car getting 85 miles to the gallon, right?
4: That's true. I did I did put it a little less charcoal than normal. <laughs>
2: All right, so uh, you win Grand Championship there. I, I, I suppose I didn't ask maybe the most important question, uh, which is: This is a Pacific Northwest, so is this under their own uh, like rules and, and guidance there, or is this a, a KCBS or, or some other sanction contest?
4: No, actually, uh, the PNWBA is an association and a sanctioning body, and we're a little different than KCBS in that we score on a ten-point system. And we switch the big meats and the small meats. So our big meats are turned in first. So we start with pork, then go to brisket, and then chicken and ribs are last. So when we switch into KCBS, you kind of have to in- inverse your cook schedule a little bit. But so that's how we differ.
2: What kind of a, of a following does the Pacific Northwest Barbecue Association have up there?
4: Oh, quite a, quite a few teams. Um, actually, the PNWBA is almost as old, if not older, than the KCBSs. I think so. There's a lot of really long-time barbecuers up here that um, you know have been going at it for a long time. Um, the PNWBA was really born out of a lot of chili cooks. So there's a lot of chili cooks up in Canada and um, down down in Washington that used to get together and cook chili, and then at some point they decided to throw a brisket on the barbecue and then it sort of evolved from that you know so there's a lot of really old-time barbecuers around here
2: diane Mee from lake house barbecue joining me here on the show talking about the win a couple weeks ago Uh, we'll get to the one this past weekend here in a second uh what did you i mean was everything working for you uh category wise did you have to you know kind of battle some things how did that cook go for you
4: no, uh, I actually had a pretty solid cook, except for ribs, which kind of was a disaster. But <laughs> I uh, got into a time because I cook by myself, so I'm kind of sometimes hit time crunches. So I was trying to do my pork box, but my ribs were getting a little on uh, getting done. So I was I foiled them just a little bit too early, and they just didn't have enough bark on them. So I I just made a bad call in that regard. But the rest of my meats came out pretty nice
2: when you get the call for grand championship uh is it uh, something that it, it well obviously i would imagine never gets old but is it affirmation of a, of a cook well done uh,
4: yeah it is especially this year because I, I keep being the bridesmaid and never the bride i was kidding like um th- I was, third place seemed to be my place this year up until you know uh, and then i had a couple of not-too-great cooks, and then I took a at a week off and just kind of regrouped and came back and hit the first this contest. So,
2: In regards to meat, Diane, and I asked Frank Denton this in the first hour, you see a a trend more and more to the specialty stuff, the the higher-end Wagyu's, uh, the Compart, or the the Duroc porks, uh, both ribs and, and shoulders, Chicken, uh, I guess, is still a little bit more big box stuff. You know, you get what you can get. But uh, do you, as a, as a team, buy stuff that is more on the uh, edge of uh, cost, or are you still more of a big box shopper at this point?
4: Um, well, I sort of. We come from the land of Costco, so Costco is probably a major supplier to most of the teams out here. So we get, we still get our ribs from Costco, and. Um, Chicken, I probably, up until, chicken has been sort of my vexing category this year. It's been up and down and up and down, and so I switched off the high-end chicken I was using and went to just a lower-end chicken. And, you know, pork, I still use commodity pork because it's tough for us to get Duroc shipped all the way up to Seattle, so that makes it tough. So most teams up here still use commodity-based pork, um... The briskets. Uh, a lot of teams use wagyu, so that's that's kind of our meat profile up here.
2: In the judging portion of this, Diane, do you guys get any kind of uh, feedback cards or counsel from the judges on you know what they like and and what they didn't like or what they're looking for, and as far as you know what they think is good or not?
4: Yeah, that's one another thing that's diff- different from KCBS in that. The PNWBA gives, gives out comment cards, on every every judge writes a comment card on every category. So you can know why they gave you the scores that they did, and so it helps you make corrections a lot quicker. So you're not sitting there wondering why they gave you a six or why they gave you a five or, you know, what they didn't like about your taste or whatever. They'll tell you why what they didn't like. They'll also tell you what they liked, too. So hopefully that's more the norm than the other way around. <laughs>
1: And there you have it from July 14th of 2015. You want to hear the rest of these interviews? Head on over to the bbqcentralshow.com. Use the search box. Search Diane Me, search Frank Denton, search anything you might want to look for. There was probably an episode about it. While you're there, make sure you hit the subscribe tab at the top of the page. Never miss another episode of the Barbecue Central Show via podcast or this show again. Until next time on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less, I'm your host, John Solberg. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.